and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Hey, man, y'all got beer still? Y'all got beer still? Broadcasting live from the Booze League headquarters, 16.0 ounces on the dial. The Commish Wiley Withers, Coley Wyman, Sandro Arvalo. This is the Boozecast. Catch up on what you missed online at boozeleague.com and on your mobile device on iHeart or iTunes. All right, let's get it started. Some of my songs I have casually mentioned The fact that I like to drink beer And it tastes awfully Dude, fresh Amazing and Awfully fresh delicious Dude, We'll get to that Cheers to you on no, this hey. acquisition of yours The Beermatic 5000 to, uh, to I'll drink to that The Beermatic 5000 It's pretty amazing mm. Mm. I'll take that Give me a woman who loves beer And I will conquer the world All right, here we are. Draft 38. Wow. 38 on the dial. We've made it. Do you know that we started doing this um, like together? Mm-hmm. The rem- the DOS re- reboot, I think, was like draft 26 or something like that. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. So we've gone. We've got a dozen, huh? Yeah, we got a uh, dozen. That's uh, six, uh, I think, times. Give me two. Times two. It's <laughs> <laughs> right? good math, especially when we're talking about alcohol. I can math. Yep. Mm-hmm. I went to UCSB. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I remember I can only math in, in like beers or uh, or uh, measuring weed. But, <laughs> <laughs> thank so, you, UCSB. Looking at this quote, yeah. do you think Nick conquers the world because I, he was given a woman who loves beer? He did did yeah. build a shanty with his own two hands. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not conquering just, the world, you know, I was mulling it over in my head. And I don't know what it is. Um, we'll get to we'll get to old uh, Nick later though. I got I got some things to say about old Nick <laughs> later on in the show. Um, <laughs> we actually have a ton of stuff to get to today. Uh, we got a tribute for uh, a true boozer who passed away recently. We're bringing on the guru, the first use of the uh, the booze league bat phone. Uh, he'll be calling in on our uh, on our video line, as it were. Our very first booze and tug update of the year, going against those unfiltered gentlemen, droopy eyed, armless children. <laughs> And Coley, Coley has brought in uh, the famous character, like characters from movies, what they drink, nice, which I love. Yes, like shaken, not stirred type of thing. Absolutely, I, oh, yeah. Look at that, and you just ruined it. Now we got to. No, that was, oh, that was a cut. There, that was, that was a little prelim. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it goes a lot. There, yeah, there's many more. Don't worry, you didn't ruin there it. Enough. Well, let's get over to the uh, to what we're going the, the bounty of the beer matic. Beer is a fermented beverage made with cereals and w- w- water. The beer of the day. The beer of the day. We're going to San Diego for the very first beer I had from this particular brewery. And the original, the Beeromatic 4000. This is the first keg I had oh, wow. in that one. Uh, rest in peace. Actually, the Beeromatic 4000 <laughs> is actually went to Patagonia. Huh. When I sold it, one of the guys that works at Patagonia says, we wanted a keg for our office. So he came and bought the Beeromatic 4000. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's cool. Not a bad place to work. Huh? Cheers to them. I know. Are they hiring? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I like that. Sounds like my kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Today's beer of the day comes to us from modern times. It is Blazing World American Red Ale. Blazing World is 6.8% ABV. Alcohol. With an 85 in the IBUs and at a 51,000 ratings. A 3.82 wow. on untapped. 85, that's really high for how smooth this is. 
it, it is. That's it extreme. is. I would think it would be like 40 or 50 at the most. And it's funny because Modern Times uh, description, which I'll read to you here in a second, does not say anything about it being hoppy. Hmm. But the, the tap handle on the Beeromatic 5000 says hoppy, dank, amber. Huh. That's how I, I don't uh, disagree. That's why when Sandro had asked earlier, I, I said, oh, it's like a hoppy dank. And I was going to say amber. She's like, it's an amber, right? And I was like, yeah, it says hoppy dank. And then you're like, hoppy dank amber. And I'm like, and then you said you couldn't find it. I was like, how do I know this? I guess from staring at the tap handle so much. <laughs> Sublimately, it got in there. Oops. Lovingly at the tap handle. So this is what Modern Times wants you to think about this beer. This beer is a blast wave of dankness. It is hella dank sauce. I love the way they talk about this shit. <laughs> it's the stickiest of the icky. It's, all right, I'm done. It's an amber loaded up with a crap load of Nelson hops, which are some of the fruitiest, dankest, most epically ar- aromatic hops that sweet, sweet money can buy. I thought you were going to say epically erotic for a second there. Could be. So, uh, they they kind of get so me uh, <laughs> aroused. They arouse my uh, olfactory Tantalize, yes. Tantalizing the taste buds. Despite its amber <laughs> hue, uh, this is a fairly dry beer. But it still sports a lightly bready malt backbone that lets us pile on the diggity dankness. So, wow. Yeah. I'm getting, I mean, that's really smooth for how, like, dank it's saying it is. I, I like it. I'm, I think this is one of my favorite beers of uh, since we've been doing this for a while. Oh, there is one more uh, line on here that I forgot. Mm. Put it in your face. <laughs> your mother effing Those face. are, like, the directions, right? <laughs> that's what it is. Put it in your face. Okay, if the man says so. This is my favorite. Like Thanks being, for getting this one. Oh, this hey, one's great. Thank Enjoy you, Beeromatic 5000. Yeah, we're going to have the Beeromatic 5000, please. Five, oh, it was 5000. I couldn't remember. 500. I said both to Five. be sure. That's like one of the ones that sits on a counter. <laughs> this is this stands in it's all of its glory. It's a party ball. Yeah. It does. It's, it's really nice. Some of the ones you have to shiny. pump. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about modern times. It is the very first... Cal- in Cal- Jesus Christ, I'm already dank over here. Uh, California's <laughs> very first employee-owned brewery. Now, most people don't know this. Like, I just think Modern Times, like, oh, that's cool. But Modern Times is named after a utopian community built on Long Island back in 1850. So it was kind of a hippie commune. Yeah. They bartered, lived without a state, sometimes ignored the conventions of marriage, if you know what I mean. <laughs> is this like a Utah give me? Two, three, or four. As type many of as you want. <laughs> exactly. Nice beaver. Okay. Um, they bartered, lived out state. Uh, basically, they're they're experimenting in creating a less exploitive, more pleasurable world. This community imploded after New York socialites discovered that there's a free love colony that was a short train ride away, <laughs> and, and a bunch of New Yorkers came in and and flooded the place. Uh, the founder of Modern Times was fascinated with colorful, ambitious pockets of history that developed in the folds of progress, and so that's what he named the brewery after. And the beers are almost always named after real utopian experiments and mythological utopias. That's cool. Which I did not know, but if you think about it, Fruitlands, Fortunate Islands, uh-huh. uh, Black Blaze, House. Blazing World. Blazing World. Western, you know. And speaking of Blazing World, Blazing World, well, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this. It's kind of a, a trippy Utopia, as it were, is written back in 1666 by Margaret Cavendish. Blazing World is a fanciful depiction of a satirical utopian kingdom in another world that can only be reached via the North Pole. Hmm. So you got to go to the North Pole to get there. The story is a young woman enters this other world, becomes the empress of a society composed of various species of talking animals, and organizes an invasion back into her world, complete with submarines towed by fishmen and the dropping of firestones by birdmen to confound the enemies of her homeland. So here's a fun little fact about Margaret Cavendish. They sound they were pretty fucking high 
uh, right? Yeah. A little bit. It sounds like my kind of utopia. I love animals, <laughs> and imagine if they talked back to me. Oh, oh. my God, the possibilities are right? endless. Carried around by Birdman and oh dropped off God. at the local bar. Margaret Cavendish's husband was named William. He was the very first Duke of Newcastle upon time. Duke of Nuke. The Duke of Nuke. <laughs> which means that Margaret Cavendish was actually the first Duchess of Newcastle, where we all know where Newcastle comes from. Bollocks! That's a fun little well, fact. There you go. See, the fun little facts just for you. That's Thank cool. you. Hey, you're very welcome. So, cheers, everybody. I think we're on. And we remember right. for once. Round cheers. one. Round one. <laughs> Yeah. I think I'll have a beer. Say my name. Yeah. That's kind of sad. Now that we're pouring from the beer matic, we don't have the, oh, the can opening uh, sound that's anymore. The, that does it for me, though, right there. It make me happy. This beer is so good. If you guys have not tried this beer, go out and try this beer. It's so good. Absolutely. It's still, Fortunate Islands, I think, for modern times, is still my number one beer. Mm. This is a very close second. And had BevMo had Fortunate Islands, that would be on right now in the beer matic. They get it every once in a while because we got it there once. Yeah, that is my Every once in a while. Probably one of my top all-time favorite beers, period. That's so great. Which is saying a lot. So I'd say... With hmm. me, it's tough. It's a cl- uh, close call with the Black House. I love me some dark beer, and I can drink the fuck out of the Black House. Well, yeah. it's such a low it's ABV. All it's day. such a low ABV you can. Nick does, too. All day with a low ABV. Yep. Alcohol. All right. Well, let's move on over next to uh, the song of the day. I can find my drop. There it is. Music. Remix. Alcohol makes a big man small and can lead to a life of crime. The song of the day. This song right here is called Monster by Big Data featuring Jamie Lydell. So Big Data you might know from that song Dangerous. Um, oh yes, I know that song. It's one of my favorite videos actually is They're running, Dangerous. right? Yeah, it's, running, a, it's bloody. Yeah, it's uh, two chicks running and then you, you get, basically it's a commercial and you get the marketing uh, conference room where they're coming up with ideas of what happens to sell this shoe uh, that these chicks are running in. And it's just a bunch of like typical looking marketing guys just loving their ideas they're coming up with. And these girls are like, they're running, and suddenly they just grab some guy out of the street and just headbutt his head into oblivion. It just explodes, and they're running all covered in blood, and their boobs are bouncing. And in the marketing room, they're all like high five, and they're like, yeah, that'll be great. It's really intense, yeah, it's, but it's really good. It's really good. It's kind of saying a lot about just how marketing just kind of like they're, they're very kind of in your face, like literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but uh, big data is an American electronic music project created by producer Alan Wilkes. Uh, Big Data is best known for Dangerous, as we just discovered, uh, which featured Joy Wave, which is a very good band as well. Uh, reached number one on the Billboard Alternative Songs chart back in August 2014 and certified gold in May 2015. Now, the other guy, the guy who's singing, is Jamie Alexander Litterdale, 
Born in 1973 in England, uh, Cambridgeshire, England, in fact. I was going to lose my bollocks and cock. Known professionally as Jamie Lydell. Uh, English musician, obviously, and soul singer. He's known for layering tracks made with his voice into a microphone, performing percussion and medley as a sequenced beatboxing one-man band. Then over those voices, after they're all recorded, he sings soul-inspired songs. So it's kind of a, apparently he has just a very energetic and very lively live performance. Is he related uh, to Chuck Liddell by any chance? I don't think so. Gotcha. No, I don't think so. Curious. Yeah. That'd be pretty, uh, I mean, he really kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> Lyrically. But um, anyways, you can uh, check out Jamie Liddell, Jamie Liddell Music, uh, L-I-D-E-L-L music.com or Big Data, bigdata.fm. So that is Monster. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, I've been waiting for that song. It, it actually ended up on uh, Alt Nation a few weeks ago, but they're all kind of like, well, we just kind of wanted to preview it on Alt Nation on SiriusXM. You can't actually download or listen to it anywhere yet. And if you search oh. for it on the Facebook page of SiriusXM, like there's so many people going, where can I get this song? That's good. That's so, awesome buzz. Shit, yeah. man. That's not, not a bad thing. So um, we got to skip uh, How's Your Week this week, only because we got a whole lot of other BS to get to. But uh, you guys want to do some news instead? Always. Sure. The news is one of my favorite parts. (laughs) Sadly, no Florida man this time. I know. For a Florida story, it's a bit of a bummer. No Florida man this time. Spanning the globe to bring you all the news that's fit to booze to. This is the Booze Line News. KBCE Booze League Radio. So we get some good news this time from California. On August 30th, 2018, the California Senate Bill 905 was passed. You guys know what this bill did? Um, oh. Is this the one about animal cruelty and products? No. Okay, never mind no. then. Proceed. <laughs> I like. I support that bill, though. Don't get me wrong. Uh, this is the bill that allows bars, nightclubs, and restaurants in certain cities to extend the sales of alcohol until 4 a.m. Oh, I heard of this alcohol. one. Alcohol. Oh. So it only applies to nine cities in the state, though. Uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Oakland are the big three. Also, Sacramento, which makes sense. It's the capital. Mm -hmm. Long Beach, Palm Springs, Coachella, Cathedral City, which is out by Palm Springs and Coachella, and West Hollywood. These are the cities that stated an interest in implementing the later nightlife hours. I think that's a great idea. I, I think so as well. I, I'm pretty sure the bar staff that listens to the show is like, God damn it, really? Well, yeah. in those or cities, there's so many people, though, already that are still at the club. People still stay out after 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. at a lot of those big tent. You know, I mean, that's just like a scene that keeps on going and going. So might as well, if they're that's open, true. make some money. Yeah, that's true. I know Palm Springs especially. I mean, they, they would just party all night long. I mean, the, yeah. the, the gays are very well represented here. Palm Springs, West Hollywood, um, Long Beach all have thriving, obviously, San Francisco, uh, LGBT communities, and uh, I know they're going to be happy, and they love to party. Um, The cities will decide, though, whether to limit the new hours to certain neighborhoods, nights of the week, or different times of the year. So it's not an across-the-board kind of thing. And it also still needs to be signed into law by Governor Edmund Gerald Brown Jr., sometimes known as Grandpa Simpson, Jerry Brown. (laughs) Seriously, I was in the same room with the guy. Uh, probably eight years ago, and he was legitimately Grandpa Frickin' Simpson. I mean, he's just, his his handlers pointed him in a direction, and he started like, waving his arms or whatnot, and then when he was done, they just kind of wheeled him off in another direction. Oh, my gosh. Wow, if he was older than the moon eight years ago. Yeah, right? Yeah, he did not, and that was before he earned another term as governor, so. Way to go, California. Yeah, buddy. 
Um, but this will not go into effect till January 2021 once Jerry Brown signs it. So there is oh, some time. There's like well, they gotta they gotta get ready years. for it. And they gotta get ready for well, it. Well, I, I do know someone that works in the bar industry, and um, when this had gotten brought up, I don't know, probably a couple of years ago when they were kind of rolling the idea around, because I have heard of it before. Mm-hmm. She was kind of upset about it, but it she works in Thousand Oaks, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. that TO closes at nine. I don't Can but, imagine. But we weren't. Maybe I mean, they have to stay up until clear, eleven now. Well, clearly, they weren't sure. Um, she actually works in Borderline. Oh yeah, uh, they stay up. That, they they definitely stay up. Can you imagine <laughs> staying? Oh, I'm at Tipsy Goat till four in the morning. Oh no, I couldn't handle Tipsy Goat <laughs> until like twelve thirty. Right. Remember? <laughs> We're all getting old. Round two. Yeah, I'll have enough. This is going down easy. <laughs> so she said. Oh, it's a <laughs> Opportunity fellatio. I'm slamming it tonight. I'm fellatiated. Give me two. <laughs> me off. Right? <laughs> right. Uh, is that a me off of the Jack variety? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Red Bull and vodka. Let's talk a little Red Bull and vodka, shall we? Ooh. This is our next news story. Ooh, it's got goosebumps. A new study has come out that shows Red Bull and vodka is scientifically proven to start fights. Okay. Which is yeah. probably not really shocking to anybody, I would guess. Yeah, go on. Uh, <laughs> this is the Journal of Psychiatric Research suggests that Red Bull and vodka compounds the effects of heavy drinking and increases the risk of fighting, violence, and participation in risky behaviors. The study's co-author, Dr. Matt Parker, which I think is a mashup of Trey Parker and Matt Stone from South Park. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or something like that, Absolutely. I would guess. Um Dr. Matt Parker of the University of Portsmouth says this is the first study to show that the two together may be exacerbating some of the negative effects of binge drinking. The study tested how alcohol and taurine, and taurine is that kind of weird bitter taste in uh, Red Bull. Yeah, it's testosterone. Oh, what is it? A uh, fake bull testosterone. Right. That's, yeah. Synthetic bull testosterone. It comes from bull balls, basically. Bull right. Balls. Lick, lick, lick my balls. <laughs> Uh, it's the key energy giving ingredient in drinks like Red Bull alter the behavior of 192 zebra fish. <laughs> the they fi- tested it on zebra fish. They did. So I this goes actually back to the, uh, the story you mentioned that might, uh, like don't test on animals. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> womp womp. Uh, the fish were divided into different shoals. And I guess that's kind of like schools in a different district. Yeah. Shoal, bro. Uh, <laughs> shoal, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and exposed to either just water. Taurine and alcohol separately or taurine and alcohol together. The behavior of each group was analyzed at different time intervals for a period of one hour. Scientists concluded that the fish exposed to both alcohol and taurine displayed more quote-unquote risky behavior, like spending longer time in areas where they might be at risk from predators. And they also had fewer social interactions with other fish, so they got a little more um, unsocial. <laughs> yeah, I can attest to that, man. They'd seriously seen people guzzle those things down. They do cause problems. But... I've tried them before. They are pretty tasty at one point in my life. I like them. Fish? They're amazing. <laughs> Zebrafish sashimi. But no, no. So, no, I think Give me two. If, if they were to do the test on Jaeger and Red Bull, then, dude, oh. shit would be, like, through the roof, like, writing. Yeah, that, that would be... <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, quite something. But, um, all right, so Parker, the last thing he does say is alcohol reduces our inhibitions and in low doses can cause relaxation and euphoria. However, in higher doses, this low inhibition can cause problems with fighting or risky behavior. So, 
Red Bull and vodka makes you an asshole, is what we're seeing right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good times. Mm-hmm. And that's the way the news goes. So I'm going to reach out to the guru now. Nice. Um, I'm excited. This is a new page in uh, Booze League. It is. Yeah. It is very much so. Uh, we're going to bring him in. He's got a call in, unfortunately. Yeah, for those of you at home, we are on the horn right now. On the bat phone, right? Is this is why we need like it? a producer or like an intern. Yeah, no, the no, we're, we're, we're getting it in there, dude. We're going to get him on Skype right now. He's going to just break down what y'all saw on week one, right? Um, well, yeah, he's also going to, uh, that's one of the things. Is he going to break down some, is he going to crack an egg of knowledge? <laughs> he might. Is, 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 he crack, is he cracking eggs of knowledge? <laughs> you and your little sayings. All right, now. So we're going to bring him in. But first thing, we got to play his uh, his intro. Free your mind. Then imbibe the wisdom. The guru. All right, brother. Welcome in, Jeffrey the Guru Gray. What's up, guru? Hello, Booze League Nation. Back. 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 Welcome in. Football is back. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Part of history. Football is back. (laughs) Football is back. Fantasy football is back. And I am so pumped up, Kamish. Yeah? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, also, quick shout out to Tug Jones, who clobbered me in week one. Yeah. Apparently, the gentleman did not like losing to us last season and have regrouped. It's time to step up our game. Yeah, I'm not. I got to do the old booze and tug update. I'm not very happy with the numbers that I'm looking at. Nor, yeah, yeah. nor am I. Yeah, we got to pick it up in the last half. <laughs> they clobbered me. I just, I, oh my God, I was a total noob. So I know the schedule is tight this evening. So I just want to mention a couple predictions I made in the middle of August. And the commission can verify that that is true. Send them I did see. I saw I saw a record. I witnessed and I want to discuss the biggest news from new, uh, from week one. All right, so let's just do it. So let's talk quarterbacks real quick. Uh, okay. A couple of veterans and a couple of rookies. Uh, I predicted that Drew Brees will have a more productive year this season. And after week one, albeit at home against one of the easier pass defenses, Tampa Bay, it looks pretty good for Brees. And I think Brees and Phillip Rivers will basically have the same season. And this is why I recommend that you don't reach for a quarterback early in the draft. Um, if things had gone a little bit differently at Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers' owners would be grabbing at any of several viable options on the waiver wire, and you'd still have a lack of depth players at either the wide receiver or running back positions. Maybe both if you reached for a tight end. We'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, because he went. He almost. Uh, we almost lost his knee, right? Ooh. And it's still a little cloudy as to what's going to happen in the next few weeks, but uh, early reports are good. Uh, you know, you never want a player to go down, especially like a legend like uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, unless they play Dallas. <laughs> uh, Sam Darnold. Ouch. That's true. Sam Darnold. <laughs> Sam Darnold. Wow. Youngest starting quarterback in a season opener in 68 years. First NFL pass ever. Throws for a pick six. But we saw this story last year with someone who was just drafted as a top eight running back. You know who that is? Take a guess. Um, I, I got Kareem Hunt. Who? Kareem Hunt. His first NFL carry goes on to score three TDs in that game and had a monster season. Darnold didn't let it, uh, it stop him either and went on to have a very decent game where he looked poised like a seven-year veteran. Uh, in Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes tossed for 256 and four TDs, no picks. Are these guys for real? Well, both systems, uh, both team systems seem dialed in for these guys, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, I wasn't sure on Patrick Mahomes. Like, didn't he sit out all last year or he got hurt or something, right? Like, he was kind of not around. 
Mahomes has the makings of a phenomenal quarterback. He's, he has a lot to uh, answer to. But, you know, for an NFL debut, he was awfully poised. So we're just going to have to wait and see. It's a rookie. You always take a chance on a rookie. People took a chance on Aaron Rodgers when he was a rookie. People probably didn't take a chance on Brady because he was like draft number, like pick number 198 or something. So tight ends. Let's move on to the tight ends. Injuries are inevitable with these guys. Big, tall tight ends get hurt more often, and they tend to get hurt worse. So let's talk about that for a minute. Greg Olson might be done for the season, and Delaney Walker got placed on injured reserve. I had Walker in two of my leagues, but I got him at a good price, so I took him. If you had one of these guys, you should be able to get their backups, Ian Thomas for Carolina and Jonu Smith for Tennessee. Or you can go to the waiver wire for guys like Austin Zafarian Jenkins or Ricky Seals-Jones. Maybe take a chance on Mike Kosicki in Miami. No, no, I don't no think not I him, have- dude. He's only got one last name. <laughs> right. You have to be hyphenated to be yeah. a good tight end. Exactly. Or you have to be named after uh, O.J. You know, I don't think I'd recommend O.J. Howard or Cameron Brayton, Tampa Bay. Or have a name like Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Ha <laughs> <laughs> Ha Clinton Dix. You know what? Ha Ha. Guy's one of the best defensive players in the league, so he's the one laughing. He had to be tough uh, when he was a kid. Ha-ha. I'm telling you, O.J. Howard and Cameron Brayton still looks like too much of a timeshare in Tampa Bay. Neither guy has emerged as a clear-cut starter, even though they're probably available in most of your leagues, even some of the deeper ones. Uh, Jack Doyle has a similar situation in Indianapolis with Eric Ebron nipping at his heels. Um, in shallower leagues, you might even be able to get a George Kittle or a Jared Cook. Now, if you take Cook, he will frustrate you sometimes. I clawed my own face off practically last year with Jared Cook, and I had to replace him. I had Ben Watson by the end of the season. Still won the trophy. Uh, temper your expectations, but grab somebody and give it a few weeks. The main thing to remember here, Kamish, and Booze League Nation, as Aaron Rodgers likes to say, relax. It's week one. And in most cases, it's hardly the time for knee-jerk reactions. Probably my number one piece of advice in fantasy football is play the guys you drafted to be your starters. Look, if you don't have faith in your starters, it probably means you screwed up your draft. Yeah. <laughs> in one league, actually, it, it was Mikey's draft with the local Camarillo. I didn't even draft a defense or a kicker. I waited till waivers cleared, dropped my two lowest-ranking flex players, and still got a top kicker and the Baltimore defense, who could easily be top three again. Yeah, they, they lost some ass. That's a good week. move. Yeah. Right? They lost Jimmy Smith for the first four games, but they still have a lot of top-notch players in that secondary. And when they get Smith back, they're going to just be non-unstoppable. They might even beat Jacksonville. Well, damn. So, a couple more predictions for 2018. I predicted that in Cleveland, Carlos Hyde would get more work than Nick Chubb, the rookie, as they have an out Chubb. You gotta love Chubb life, man. Chubb rock, right? Chubb life. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> that Chubb rock a thing a while back? They have an out in, in uh, Carlos Hyde's contract after this season, so it, it certainly looks like it's going to be the case. Hyde looks, uh, you know, really good, and he got way more carries than Chubb last week. Now, this prediction is hard to make. San Francisco wins at least eight games this year. Anyone who knows me or has read my column knows how hard it is for me to make this prediction. Ooh. Even with Marquise Goodwin on injured reserve, this is a very different team this year. And I know that good old Big Dick Nick gives me endless crap about it. He just congratulated me on my week one win over him, by the way. Oh, classy. That's a classy <laughs> mofo right there. I really believe in Jimmy Garoppolo, though. A lot of people think he's overhyped, but I beg to differ. He's as fast He's good, but people around him, though, are kind of shit in the bed, man. I don't know. He shit well, the bed. I have him on one of my teams, and he wasn't great. 
Hold on to him. Again, it's only week one. Relax. Yeah, I let him mom. go already. <laughs> he was my backup quarterback. You know, the and guy I said, displays a lot of maturity. He's fast on his feet. He's pedigree who got trained by the greatest of all time, and he has a very high football IQ. See, yeah. I think Jimmy G is going to be just fine. And you I know agree. what? San Francisco is a very different team. They beefed up their defense. They beefed up a lot of things. They're going to have a very different season. I, I, I totally hate, agree. I, but, I absolutely uh, hate the rest of that team was looking pretty, 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 pretty <laughs> oh, bad, no. dude. And you know what? So did the Detroit Lions, Sandro. Oh, oh. man, they did. Oh, and so did oof. Matt Stafford. Oof. And you know what? You know, a lot of people, so did Derek Carr. Yeah, the, week one is notorious for good people doing bad things. Yeah. Or, no, or just really kind of giving a little uh, precursor to what the season's really going to be. It about. can be a precursor, and that's where it gets really tricky. It can be a precursor to something bad, or it can just be a new system with new people in place, which really just throws everything into turmoil. Yeah. I like your advice, though, about relaxing. Although around here, they're telling me to be a little more lively. So. <laughs> well, you know what? You got to strike that balance. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know what round this is, but, you know, you got to. It's only two. Keep no. We, uh, we need round to get round two. You should be fine. Oh, it's a guru. That's it's awesome. It's only by about round six that you really start making. <laughs> what did you bad. just sip on now right I, now? I saw you drink something. Do not go out on a bender and touch <laughs> your fantasy apps. Never. That's a great piece of fantasy advice right I, there. Hey, that is, that's some knowledge. That's the that egg is, of knowledge uh, that he was about to crack. <laughs> yeah. It's like texting an ex. It's like texting an ex when you're drunk. Yeah. Don't yeah. do it. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, another interesting prediction. The Cleveland Browns, also a very different team this year. They're going to win five or more games. Now, that doesn't sound like much, but consider that in the last three seasons, the Browns won a total of four games. Oh. Since the Browns re-entered the NFL in 1999, they have only surpassed five wins five times. Five times in 19 years. And they only broke 500 twice. One of the worst streaks in modern sports history. Yeah, I can see that though. That's a good prediction, Guru. I'm right. I'm. Uh, I agree. Totally different team. That's about it. You know, um, I'm telling you. Uh, if I oh, if I could just quickly plug my start sit column, the start sip forecast available on boozeleague.com. Yeah, buddy. Accuracy for 2017 was 61.6%, 0.4% better than last season. That's very high. You look up the experts, like they rank them on Fantasy Pros. They, most of them don't get that high. That's awesome. So read it every week. Sail to victory in your fantasy season-long leagues. Season-long leagues. That's it, guys. Start your starters. Don't panic yet and chase those trophies. Thanks, Kamish. Yeah, buddy. Thank you, awesome. Guru. Thank you. Good to have you. I, gotta say, I like, I like the cheers. beard. Love you guys. Love you, dude. Talk to you soon, man. All right. And there he goes. The freaking Guru. Off he goes. That was awesome. Well done, sir. Yeah, we and, and you can actually look up uh, the Start Sit Podcast on boozeleague.com. We publish it weekly. We try and get it out before Thursday, but often it comes out on Saturday. So uh, when, you're, when, when, you, when you got to own some chumps, maybe you have to wait till uh, Sunday to do it. But um, yeah, that the, fir- the very first guru. That was awesome. Check that it was in. great. I love that. That couldn't have gone any better right there. And also the, the first use of the Booze League uh, bat phone. It sounded great. Yeah, it wasn't bad. You know, I actually sent him over a uh, microphone. Perfect. In order to uh, to plug in to do it, but the problem is, and this is back early, uh, you know, as we're still learning about the tech, it's one of these microphones that actually needs power, which mm. your iPad or computer will not supply to it. Yep. So, oh. um, so he had to just yell into his computer for that <laughs> particular That's unfortunate. one. That's still great. Yeah, but the knowledge was solid, and we'll get him um, we'll get him something there. But um, 
Speaking of fantasy football, it's time for, and speaking of another first, it's time for the old booze and tug update, I think. Uh, and it's going to go a little differently this time. going to be honest. Um, actually, maybe I should just uh, just play the old booze and tug. What do you think of that? The old booze and tug update. All right. So the booze and tug has changed a little bit this year. So last year we had myself, the guru, Otter, and also Darby, who's only us three versus the tug part. Unfiltered Gentlemen, which is Tug, Dan, and Scoot. This year we've added, of course, Sandro and Coley. Hello. And uh, Darby, poor girl, had to take a seat. Uh, is oh. not playing. And on their side, they were actually playing Dan's Beard. Um, and Dan's Beard and Darby was a was an auto-draft team, and they just, we just kind of played whichever one seemed uh, the right one to play at the time. And somehow Dan's Beard won the whole league. So um, <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Booze League won uh, points, which is kind of what we're looking at, but it does kind of like – Dan's beard beat me in the championship, which uh, still stings a little. <laughs> so it might have been. <laughs> that is wildly disappointing. It might have been a bit of a, uh, a mixed bag there with you. Like, I don't know if there was a definitive winner uh, last year. So this year, um, on our side, we have Otter. Otter's making a return. Uh, Sandro and Coley, the yep. guru. And uh, old Tug Jones brought in a few new people. It's uh, Tug Jones again, Scoot, Dan, uh, Beauty and the Beer. Beauty and Beer, you can find her on Instagram, uh, Nicole. And one big dick Nick is also a uh, jump dun, dun. shipped. I haven't heard that drop. Is that why? No. Yeah. No, he's no longer big dick Nick uh, for as long as football season goes. Okay. For now on from henceforth, he shall be known as tiny dick Nick. Wow. The clown. So horn. for the rest of uh, fantasy football, now that he's on uh, the oh, unfiltered man. gentleman, uh, droopy eyed, armless children. Uh, no longer shall he be Big Dick Nick. So just so we know, he's all now Tiny Dick Nick. <laughs> that is so. the best job ever. <laughs> but uh, let's take a quick review here of what happened um, over the over last week, week one of the old booze and tug. Um, first off, let me just say that we always, we have a tradition where in the week, um, whoever shit the bed the hardest uh, wins the Carlos Irwin Estevez Memorial Award for shitting the bed. Nice. Um, so let me quickly run down and then I'll tell you who actually won that one. So let's talk about the guru and Tug Jones. Tug Jones whooped on the guru's ass 140 to 106. Coley, you beat up on Sandro over here 111 to 89. Sorry, partner. Hey, Sorry, bud. Um, Dan of uh, the Tug beat up on Scoot 138 to 111. Beauty and the Beer beat Tiny Dick Nick up a little bit uh, 106 to 103. Not too much. Oh, Tiny uh, Dick close. Nick. Could have gone either way. <laughs> And then Otter. It's close by a ball hair. <laughs> or maybe just a tiny dick. Had he been Big Dick Nick, maybe he would have won. Aww. I don't even know. Tiny Dick Nick. The world will never know. And then we get to uh, the Kamish and Otter. The Otter. Stephen the Otter Orth. 110 points. To the commission's 83. Oh. oh, the odd rater was hydrated. Oh, yeah. It's very, very the sad. Was hydrated. He was very sad. So, unfortunately, this week, week one, the freaking commission of the Booze League wins the Charlie Sheen. Wow. Oh, You're like, Lord. here you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I play this in shame, but you know what? I earned it uh, by having a shitty team. It's, okay. uh, it's only week, week one. one. You're getting it out of the way. Yeah, getting out of the way. Exactly. Winning. The Carlos Erwin Estevez Memorial Award for Shitting the Bed. Droopy-eyed, armless children. But you love to party. I'm by winning. 
I don't know, man. I was banging seven gram rocks. Yeah, apparently, because I sure as shit wasn't playing good fantasy football. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Charlie Sheen. Uh, He's a special one, old Charlie Sheen is. But, uh, yeah, so that is, uh, that's our fantasy football talk uh, for the moment. Booze League Radio. All right, everybody. So uh, let's talk about famous characters and their beverages of choice. Yeah, buddy. So I was trying to think of something that would be kind of fun, slightly interactive. Uh, Sandra already guessed one of mine on the list but, earlier. But no, I just like gave a hint. I don't even know if a lot of people would know out there, though. Okay. Especially millennials. They probably have no idea what, who that or right. what that is. Well, number one is probably number one on my list. The dude from The Big Lebowski. Mm. He drinks a white Russian. Yep. My uh, best guy friend, Steve-O, little shout out, he makes a mean white Russian. He actually introduced me to the Big Lebowski years ago and the drink of the white Russian. Nice. He makes a mean one. We'd have them. Those are yummy. We'd make them, um, we'd get drunk in the spa. We'd have spa <laughs> night on Sunday night. He'd invite people over and he'd Spa. It. it sounds like you're going to finish a word there. You mean spaghetti? No, like spa. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Not spa. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did. <laughs> I totally bit that. Uh, number two was your pick, James Bond's Shaken Martini. Shaken not mm-hmm. dead. It's a vodka uh, martini though. Was it vodka? Oh, yeah. Oh, I like gin, but I... It's a vodka. I've only seen, like, one James Bond movie. Don't judge me. Thank you. I've seen all of them and read the books. All right. Well, you got me really (laughs) beat. Next time, you should do a segment on James Bond. That'd be cool. I'm into that. Yeah. My favorite one is Sean Connery. But anyways, I don't want to give away too much. No, (laughs) Um, The next one I could think of was Homer Simpson. Nice. Cartoon character. Oh, yeah, yeah. He drinks Duff beer. Yes, he does. Yes, he Another does. one of my favorites from Anchorman, Ron Burgundy and his scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch. Scotchity, scotch, scotch. So yummy. Once it hits the lips. Oh, and I, again, I feel like your your segments always end up during one of the rounds, so I apologize to interrupt. Oh. But round number three. Oh, sorry. Well, at least we're here to drink, so Thank cheers, everybody. You're very welcome. Cheers. Cheers. Salud. Round three. Another. Ping pong. Hey, everybody, we're all gonna get late. Cannonball. Cannonball coming. Boy, that escalated quickly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, this one is. Kind of a, well, it's not like a horror movie, but it's like a scary movie. Hannibal Lecter. Oh. From Silence of the Lambs. Do you guys remember what Chianti. he Yes, Chianti. Chianti. And a side of fava beans. <laughs> oh, that, ooh, that was good, you, Yeah, you that's going to haunt my nightmares. You win the fava bean award for <laughs> the year award. You want to hear it again? Yes. You ready? Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't oh. hear that. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Disgusting. Oh, God. Uh, how about Don Draper from Mad Men? Ooh. 1950s. He drank the old-fashioned. Oh, oh that one of our go, favorites. Yeah. Yes. Nice. yes. I'll be down for that. This one, I think, was non-alcoholic, but it was funny. I think. The Blues Brothers drank an orange whip. Oh, orange wow. whip, yeah. Don- I Googled it, yeah. and it looked like it was non-alcoholic. Yeah, we're on a mission from God. Ghost ride the orange whip. Ghost ride the orange <laughs> whip. <laughs> um, Hit it. 
So again, I'm going to sound really probably stupid because I don't watch Game of Thrones. I don't either. Okay. We're out oh. there. There's oh. a, there's more of us. Is this, is this pronounced Tyrion or Tyrion? Tyrion. Yep. Tyrion, Tyrion Lannister. Lannister. Mm-hmm. He drinks a lot of wine. Lots my of wine. Guy. I just got my I wine delivered. that was delivery. the drink. No, that's the, that's the character's <laughs> okay. name. Cool. He yeah. drinks wine and he knows things. Mm-hmm. Nice. Famous uh, line. Another famous one, and it's not also non-alcoholic, but it was I thought it was kind of funny, was Harry Potter and his butterbeer. Butterbeer? Yeah. That's non-alcoholic? I thought no. it was just really low ABV. I don't, that I don't know, but I know no, they sell it at Universal. Uh, I thought like Universal kids can parks. drink it. Yeah, kids in England drink. But this. <laughs> it was like the older kids. <laughs> okay. I think we mean real kids in real life can I drink it here. I, I, no. Okay, in Universal <laughs> Studios, no. Sandra, but like, killing me. In England, though, I'm sure kids that are like 15, 16, 17 are drinking like light beer. I, oh, totally. I saw a kid that was 12 that was smashed at the taxi cab line in England. I mean, go. he was like 12 he, years was old. He, he was at the queue. He was. He uh, <laughs> dude, on, a, on a trip to Italy with my family, we met up some friends from Austria. And, and actually, we got to bring Maria on. Maria, I think, was 13 at the time. And she's the one that works at Oktoberfest over in Germany and Austria now. Like oh, with, that's cool. And she's she's not a, a big girl. She's small, and she's got like, you know, four or five of those freaking mugs in each hand and whatnot. But we were out uh, at some – we were at a uh, Irish pub in Florence owned by Japanese guys that only spoke Italian and Japanese. Uh, it was a very strange experience. But we're doing like uh, Jaeger bombs with her and her parents. Uh, at 13, she was – German and handling it well. Uh, hmm. That's I'm telling you, hmm. yeah. Not that's a big deal. European countries handled it better than my stepbrother. I can tell you that. Oh, <laughs> womp womp. Uh, Raoul Duke and Hunter S. Thompson's characters in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, also one of my favorite movies. Love mm-hmm. movie. We're mm-hmm. in Bat Country. And the book, my mm-hmm. favorite. Yes, the book as well. Uh, they drank Singapore slings. That's true. Which mm-hmm. I always yeah. order whenever I can at a tiki bar. Do They're you? amazing. Have you ever had one? I don't think I have. Dude, do yourself a favor and get one. They're amazing. Uh, I will do that next time I go to Ventiki. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's a good little bar. Uh, have you guys ever seen A Clockwork Orange, too? Mm-hmm. I yes. Because like, so Fear and Loathing and A Clockwork Orange are like two of my favorite movies. So nice. Are you, are you talking about the old Fear and Loathing, the Where Buffalo's Roam, or the new one? The one with Johnny Depp. Oh, yeah. yeah. The other one has Bill Murray in it. Yeah. That one's good, too. Hunter though. S. Thompson like did not like that one, apparently. Where the Buffalo Roam huh. was really? not a fan. Yeah. Oh. But was a fan of Johnny Depp and actually appeared in the movie briefly. Yep, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there I was. Holy shit! There yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a great scene. Oh, that movie's great. It's definitely a favorite. I've had a moment like that a couple times. Tiny, We're, Tiny Dick Nick hates that movie. He can't even get into it. Tiny I know. Dick Nick. I hate, hate to call you out, babe, but you know. <laughs> sorry. Um, so in Clockwork Orange, they drank a Maloco Plus. Maloco Plus. Is that, that's is that a, like the heroin milk? It's milk and hallucinogens. Well, yeah. Oh shit. But you, yeah. There yeah. you go. Disgusting. Sandra's like uh, had one, uh, two stars. Would not try yeah, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> not my cup of tea. Yes. And then there was a character from The Departed, another movie mm-hmm. I also love, uh, Billy Costigan. He ordered a cranberry juice, drank it, and then beat some guy's head in with the glass. That was that was a Whoa. good one. His drink of choice was, was cranberry that, uh, juice. Was that, which character was that? Was that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Oh, wait, not. Was he? Yeah, he was in that. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember which one it was, actually. I'm trying to picture which it one. It sounds like it. Wasn't Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> I can't remember his character's name. Anywho, Anywho. I did love that movie. I Can I be honest? I don't remember that scene. I don't remember someone's head getting beat in. It's kind of ringing a bell, but it's been so long since I've seen I know, it. It's not too. really sticking in my head. I know. So. This I do watch, though. Um, the Office, Michael Scott. Oh, yeah. Love The Office. He drank scotch and Splenda. Oh, Ooh. that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. And then I'm going to end with a total chick flick show. 
uh, Carrie Bradshaw from Sex in the City. Oh, yeah. Her famous drink uh, all the time was the Cosmopolitan. The Cosmo. The Cosmo. Cosmo. Vodka, yeah. Do it. Sandra, yeah. when you were bartending, were you getting a rush of Cosmos when Dude, that, I when make that was on? one of the best Cosmos ever, bro. Oh, I got it dialed. I can you? make them like that, and they make fucking bomb. Those are some big Next, next time. Hey, the membrane, bro. Let's figure out a time when Sandra can do some Cosmos. Uh, I literally had a sip make, of one. I will literally make you the best Cosmo ever. Because when right. they're done right, they're, it's basically just vodka and cranberry, but it's very like portioned out, mm-hmm. mostly vodka. Amazing. Okay. And as long as they're not sweet. Everyone I've had no, has no, always no. been sweet. No, those are lame. That, that, that bartender just needs to leave. He needs to take this quarter, call his mom, and say that he's never going to be a bartender. Perfect. Ever again. Well, I appreciate Damn. that. Damn. <laughs> That's an inspiring speech. <laughs> How's that for being awake? Sandro stepping up. <laughs> Bitch! So, anyways, well, thank you, Coley. Yeah, of course. That was awesome, Coley. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> Now pouring the booze cast. All right, so we're going to end on kind of a not a sad note, but more of a celebration yeah, of celebration of, of life note, sure. as it were. Because as we know, uh, one Burt Reynolds has passed away uh, back on uh, what, September sixth, so about five days ago. Got a little uh, little music here, brought to you by Smoking the Bandit. Aww. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Burt and Leon Reynolds. Birthday is uh, just shy of uh, February 14th, Valentine's Day. Nice. First rose to prominence in series such as Gunsmoke, Hawk, and Dan August back in the 60s and early 70s. But his breakout film role was in Deliverance, 1972. Played, and then he went on to play uh, the leading role in a number of box office hits. Longest Yard, I think, was another one he was very well known for. Smoking the Bandit, obviously, where this song came from. Semi-Tough Hooper, Smoking the Bandit 2. Cannonball Run, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. Love Cannonball Run. That's awesome. I've never seen it. Oh, it's, it's like one of those it must-see for sure. Movies. Yeah, it's it's an ensemble cast um, where they have to make it all the way across. It's basically about a race where they have oh. to make it all the way across the country. Fun little fact about that: the director of that movie had a, the the ambulance that um, Burt Reynolds was riding in because his everyone had like a cover so cops wouldn't pull him over. Like how 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 far can we get? Without cops pulling us over, and they oh so they had an ambulance. They just turned on the sirens, and just kept going to see if the, you know the cops wouldn't pull them over. That ambulance was actually the ambulance that the director of the film had driven across the country in, in a real cannonball run. So, wow, nice! Yeah, That's pretty fun cool. little fact right there. Yeah. Wow. That's a, that is a super that fun, is a fun fact. little fact. But they uh, he uh, he was with uh, Dom DeLuise was the driver, uh, him and then a proctologist who kept sniffing his fingers before he would uh, shake your hand. Uh, it's really, really That's funny. <laughs> uh, Dean disgusting. Martin and uh, Sammy Davis Jr. played a couple of priests in a Ferrari, uh, just hauling ass. Uh, it was a really, really funny movie. And uh, yeah, movie. well, yeah. I'm sorry that I haven't seen it before, and I will put it on my list. Oh, absolutely. To check out. Definitely. Definitely worth checking out. Definitely. And, sure, Nick will uh, hate it. <laughs> well, he hates fun after all. He is Tiny Dick Nick. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, he went back to television after a few failures in the box office and was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for his performance in... Uh, the porno movie. Yep. Uh, oh, 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 don't tell me. Don't tell Bigelow. me. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's, what um, was the one with... No, uh, 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 we watch it every time it's on TV and I can see it light up. It's Dirk uh, Diggler is... Dirt, yeah. It's a, it's a, Roller Skater Girl. Yeah, Ski. Roller Girl, yeah? Roller Girl. And it Something. is? Seriously? 
I'm, Boogie Nights. There it is. I wouldn't have guessed that in a million years. Good job. Boogie Nights. I kept seeing Studio 54 flash across, and I knew that was wrong, <laughs> and I just had to pull it's it. It's close, though. I love that movie. Every time it's on, we watch it. All right, so let's have, uh, just to close out the show, let's have some fun facts about Burt Reynolds. Okay. He was as big as his reputation, uh, and there are a lot of little facts in here, and some, Sandra, that... As of tonight, I know that you're actually going to like. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm like, damn, I didn't know that. This is going to tie into some of the things you've said earlier. Dang. Well, good thing someone was paying attention. That's true. Fun facts about Burt Reynolds. He was the first to make a major film in Georgia, and Georgia is now one of the top filming areas in the country. Nice. Um, he used to play football. Serious knee injury and car accident ended his football career. Yikes. And that's what sent him into acting. He's at Florida State FSU, Florida State University. Now, he turned down a lot of roles, and this is where it starts getting kind of interesting because you start thinking about what he could have been had he not turned down these roles. I don't know who his agent was, but um, the guy fails. Wow. He could have played Jack Nicholson's character in One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, man. Wow. Could have played Richard Gere's character in Pretty Woman, but turned it down. Dang. Could have played Han Solo in Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) That's the biggest fail. Oh, man. But turned it down. And a fun little fact about that, Smoking the Bandit in Star Wars came out on the exact same weekend, and Smokey made almost $2 million more. I like me some Smokey. Oh, sorry, 200000 more than uh, Star Wars. Uh, that's, those are great movies, but yeah, Smoking the Bandit's awesome. Very true. Um, he also could have had the role of John McClane in Die Hard. What? Yippee-ki-yay. What? I can't even. I don't even know if I can hear the rest of these, dude. <laughs> this is brutal. <laughs> right? Right? He's just like, there were so many kid, things. I'd be like, been. Dad, what the What are you doing? <laughs> um, he did tell Piers Morgan, I don't regret turning down anything Bruce Willis did. <laughs> so, like Demi Moore? Uh, a, well, I'm sure he had I'm sure he had more Maybe. than enough. Bush. <laughs> now, here's where uh, I, it ties back to what you were saying earlier, Sandra. He turned down a chance to play James Bond in 1969, right Damn. as Sean Connery retired. Because of the English accent? He says, uh, in my infinite wisdom, I said to producer, uh, Chubby Reynolds actually was the name of the producer. Chubby? No, Why does that keep on coming up? Uh, good old Chubby. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. My, my apologies. I read this wrong. It's Cubby Broccoli. <laughs> so much better. I swear to God, it's Cubby, Cubby Broccoli. Cubby Broccoli? Yeah, Broccoli. <laughs> uh, oh but uh, he said to Cubby Broccoli, an American can't play James Bond. It just can't be done. Mm. And they really tried to talk me into it. This is obviously him talking. They really tried to talk me into it. It was a 10-minute discussion. Finally, they left. Every night, I wake up in a cold sweat. So. I think that's the one that he should have turned down because that could have been bad. Like mm. him, yeah, I mean, Look all the Timothy, other ones, yeah. though, I could see. Look all at Timothy Dalton's ones. one stint yeah. as, as an American uh, James Bond. It just uh, didn't, uh-uh. wasn't the same. After that, they brought in Pierce Brosnan, who uh, yeah. damn close to looking like uh, Ooh, Timothy Remington Dalton. Steel? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a better, he's a <laughs> nah, better Timothy cool. Dalton than Timothy Dalton. Nah, yeah, no, he was. I, I have nothing against the dude. But, uh, yeah, I think that one was smart. But, man, some of those other ones, what could have been? That right, been kind of awesome. Yeah, and I, ha- I have one, break. one more role turning down story after that. But one fun fact about him is Marlon Brando hated him. He was offered the role of Michael Corleone in 1972's The Godfather. Brando declared, if Reynolds was given the role, he would remove himself from the project completely, and mm. that would be the end of it. Mm. Brando is quoted as saying, "He is the epitome of something that makes me want to throw up. He is the epitome of everything that is disgusting about the thespian." He probably banged one of his girlfriends. 
Maybe. You know what? That might have been it. Yeah. Might have been it. That's hard. He also said he worships at the temple of his own nar- narcissism. Oh, oh like in Marlowe doesn't? What the? Yeah. <laughs> Come but on, dude. In that same conversation, Brando also admitted that he'd never even met Reynolds. <laughs> what a D-bag. Oh, Don't you have like a hater well, drop see, for this it's guy? It's been not. going on for a while, right? Yeah. It's got, there's yeah. something simmering there, right? Ew. That's fucked up. Uh, and finally, last story. Let's talk about Boogie Nights, which he was nominated for for an Academy Award. He turned down Boogie Nights seven times. Paul Thomas Anderson, the director, was adamant that Burt Reynolds play porn producer Jack Horner, even though Reynolds did not like the material. According to Reynolds, one night, the eighth time, Anderson came to my hotel room and I said, look, you don't get it. And I went a little berserk. And at the end of the tirade, he said, if you can do that in the movie, you'll get nominated for an Academy Award. And he was right. Wow. Yeah, yeah dude. That was, yeah. Good stuff. Dang. Uh, R.I.P. Burt. Yeah. So rest in peace, Burt Reynolds. It's a um, celebration, man, because he was a living legend. He, he was. was. like such a sex symbol with his hairy old chest, you know, back yep. to the women in the 60s and 70s. Oh, yep. dude, they Ooh. were in. They were in. Smoking the Band is such an amazing movie as well. Okay, so, so between uh, Magnum P.I., right, and Burt Reynolds. Tom Selleck? Yeah, Tom not, Selleck not and Burt Reynolds. No, yeah, close. yeah, nope. right, right. Oh, Burt Reynolds. Right. Yeah, not even close. Although Tom Selleck had a pretty good mustache. Yeah. It was no Burt Reynolds stash. He was he he would like have been his son or something. Or like a protege. Oh uh, yeah. Some shit like that. No, he, he's I mean? the like, TV Burt Reynolds. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Burt Reynolds, but I play him on TV. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see they're releasing a new uh, Magnum PI? I saw yeah. a, uh, and it, the guy doesn't have a mustache. I'm like, you're not Magnum. What? There's no mustache. Mm. Are you driving a Ferrari? Whatever he's, it was. He's a regular condom PI. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he's the off-brand condom <laughs> PI, right? <laughs> you're not Magnums. So, anyways, well, that has been what are we on draft 38? Mm-hmm. We got a lot of firsts on this draft. That was a good time. Yeah. Woo! Oh! Going out on a bang! My, Wait, hold my, on. Hold on. Uh-oh. This has nothing to do with what we were just talking about, but it has something to do with in previous drafts. Yes. My friend posted an article, and it was dated. It was on Facebook. It was dated August 31st, which was just a few days ago. And it said that still the last open blockbuster is in Bend, Oregon, and the ones in Alaska have since closed. Oh, there it is. So the one in Bend, as nice. of August 31st, was still open, and it said they don't plan on closing. Well, like we do a podcast there next week. We yeah. Just get the whole you know crew what? up there to, to Only kind of if together. they have Russell Crowe's jockstrap. If they don't have the jockstrap, <laughs> no, hey, no jock, no cast. I'll, I'll make one because Bend is one of my favorite places to vacation. <laughs> can, can you make it all leathery and smell like Russell Crowe's balls? That's what I would like to know. I'll do my best. Lick, lick, lick my balls. So on, on that note, I guess, now we have actually uh, <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Gonna... I really, I meant to tell you guys that sooner and I got really excited. I read it today. Well, we didn't want to leave it hanging. Like low huh? fruit. Huh? Or balls. Anyways, uh, this is Draft 38. You can catch up with us on Instagram at uh, Booze League as well as on Twitter at Booze League. BoozeLeague.com is where you want to go if you want to catch up on old episodes that you have missed. Shame on you. Um, you can follow uh, Coley at Ice underscore Cole underscore Beer. And Sandra, do you want to give away your fa- your uh, Firestone one? Um, yeah. I mean, either way, I'm, my, my civilian one is Dro underscore 805, and then the work one's FW underscore Ventura. Lots of underscores there. That just makes me look cooler. Underscores all around. I know. Around. I've got two as well. 
So All the go, cool kids do it. Go drop some follows and uh, tune in for draft 39. Uh, we're almost to 40. Dear God. Wiley, I just sent you all the little drawings that I was doing here. Just Yeah, no, I, I actually want to post those as an Instagram <laughs> story. We're going to start doing that weekly of Dro's drawings. <laughs> here I drew a happy little accident. Happy little accident. <laughs> <laughs> or a gator. Could be a gator. Yeah, there it is. It's got your text. So. Could be. All right. Thanks, guys, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.